All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I am your host, Richard Taylor Jr. It is Monday, April 9th, 2018. So happy to have you all with me. If you are new, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe. Um, There are five different ways to do so. iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or the Anchor app. Would love to have you all with the Dream Team. If you are returning, thank you so much for coming on back and tuning in. The Between the Dream podcast is brought to you by our sponsors over at Fibersoul. Fibersoul is a Christian apparel wear that combines Christian streetwear with everyday life-giving scriptures. At Fibersoul, you can always speak life. And right now at Fibersoul.com, you can get 15% off using my special code, Taylor15. Off of your first order, guys. So take advantage of it. Fibersoul.com. Listen, so I just got back in town yesterday. I'm so excited to be back um, and getting right back to work, as you all know. But I wanted to take some time today to kind of change up the pace with this podcast. And what I want to do for the next um, four episodes is kind of start a series um, that I think is really important. So this past weekend, I had to fly down to Atlanta to keynote the Saab conference. Um, and I want to send a special shout out to uh, Dr. Tyrone Bledsoe for having me come out and do the keynote. Man, it was um, an amazing time. I didn't know if I wanted to say phenomenal or amazing. It was both. But in all seriousness, um, man, I um, I got there and I, I had a message prepared and I just felt so unsettled <laughs> in the message that I had written out the week prior. So I literally stayed up um, Friday night after I landed. And so I'm glad that I I got there early enough to come and be a part of the festivities um, the night before I had to speak, just because of how everything formatted and ended up flowing out. But um, man, I I, got to shout out Dr. Bledsoe um, because he challenged me and he didn't even know it. Um, he, He challenged me by basically being himself. And he asked this group of about 500 young men from all around the country, a simple question, um, as, uh, as he was getting ready to close out, um, with his, uh, with his opening remarks. And he said, anybody in the room that has thought about giving up in the last six months, raise your hand. And I'm like, Oh, this is dope. Cause I usually do something similar. And so, The challenge really came in, though, when I saw the massive amount of young men who would raise their hand across the room and then he had them come up to the stage. And he talked about this this concept of just, you know, giving up. And I was like, this is good. So I went home. Well, I can't say home. I went back upstairs (laughs) to my uh, hotel room and I just got to to work. Right. And so one of the things I want to encourage you all to do is when you feel an unsettling in your spirit, in your gut about something, you feel like there is something better that can either be done or made. Or maybe there are some things that need to be tweaked. Guys, I just urge you that you that you take the time to listen to that and and I and, and investigate it. Right. Take some time to truly investigate why you feel the way you feel. There is something more there that needs your attention. So I really urge and encourage you just to do that. And so as I'm being challenged by Dr. Bledsoe's opening remarks, um, one of the things that I started thinking about um, was this whole concept of giving up. But why do we want to give up? What is it that makes us want to give up in life? What do we deal with that brings us to that point mentally or emotionally or even physically where we say, I want to give up? And so I took some time and I looked back at the uh, the the conferences theme, which was uh, I think it was determined, 
dedicated and uh, destined for success. And um, man, one of the things that I thought about doing was creating this, I'm not really big on titles when it comes to my messages as far as speeches are concerned, but I was like, how do we stay dedicated in moments of destruction? And for me, when I think about giving up, and when I look at a lot of cases and, and you look at studies of people giving up, um, one of the things that I think about, and I end up talking about this in my speech, this is where I revamped, and I talked about how a lot of times we want to give up in life because of situations that have turned into dysfunction, and then after a period of time, dysfunction starts to embody this this space of destruction, right? And so that was the title of the keynote this week, which was simply being staying determined instead i'm sorry staying dedicated during times of destruction and so it got even deeper for me because i'm like okay well let's dive into destruction what does destruction look like how does destruction take fold in our lives and so i was able to identify four different areas of destruction so i want to take the next four episodes to give a space to talk about each one of these areas of destruction i can give you a, a rundown of all four of them um, but I think that this is so important. So as I thought about this, I'm like, we literally identify destruction in four different ways, social, traumatic, immediate, external destruction, and then internal destruction. One more time, social destruction, traumatic destruction, immediate, external destruction, and then internal destruction. And today we are going to discuss social destruction. This is the first one on the list. So we might as well keep it clean and do it like that. Social destruction comes from everything that we tend to see um, in the world and in the world that is social media, everything that is our social life, everything that we might not necessarily be directly connected to, but in some capacity, it still affects us. And I think that this is a very important conversation that we need to have because of the fact that the things that we see, no matter how near or far, they still play on us. They still play on our emotions. They can still affect us. There are so many things that we see in today's world that can really speak to our mental and our emotional. And and this is good and bad, right? This is not just something that's bad. This is good and bad. There are so many areas where we see destruction around us socially, whether it is the injustices that take place in the world around us, whether it is um, some new cover art for the big magazines that we tend to look at, whether it's a brand new TV show, it's a conversation that focuses around gossip from places like the shade room or, um, every housewife show that we see, whether it's keeping up with the Kardashians or watching the latest episode of scandal or empire, all of these things, they, they play on us because it's something that we ingest and we take in. And when we do, one of the things that we've got to understand is that it's very easy to relate to some of the things that we see. And why is this? Because, of course, as we go into the series talking about um, trauma, right, it's very easy socially to attach to things that we see because of things that we have previously experienced. Or maybe it's a thing of expectation with things that we want to experience. Like I said, social um, destruction doesn't always wear an ugly face. It doesn't always wear this like dangerous looking mask. Sometimes it's, it's literally covered in everything that we want. It's covered in our desires and all of these other things. So I think it's important for us to have this discussion today of social destruction. 
And the biggest reason why, excuse me, guys, is because of the fact that there is no running away from things that we see socially. Everything that we experience in life, everything that we see taking place in the world around around us, it is not going anywhere. It is not going anywhere. And so we've got to be mindful, right, of what this looks like when we talk about um, some of the things that take place socially that can be destroying us or that could potentially be perceived as destruction. And then after it's perceived as destruction, we can start allowing it to wear um, a destructive mask in our lives. I'm going to take a sip of tea because my voice wants to tweak on me this morning. But in all seriousness, I think that we've got to start doing a few things in order to really overcome social destruction that can lead us to the place where we feel like we want to give up in life. Um, When you start comparing yourself to what you see socially, when you start comparing yourself to other people, when you start comparing your productivity to that of others, when you start comparing your very look, your ideals, your morals, everything about you, you, you literally, when we have to be careful with what we allow ourselves to take in socially, whether it's on TV, whether it's in the papers, whether it is things that we see as we're out and about, um, whether it's things on social media, right? The things that we hold dearest to us, we've got to be very careful about our intake, Um And I'm not going to give you all many points today, but I am going to drop a few here and there. And this is one of them. You have to realize and remember that you control the door when it comes to what you take in socially. And this is so important because of the fact that when you can actually put a cap on what you take in, it's very hard for the destruction that's around us socially to take place and and really to start taking form in our lives and making us want to give up. We want to give up a lot of times. When we see somebody else doing really well, or maybe somebody is in the same field that we're in and they're doing really well, it's very easy to start falling into the trap of, well, somebody else is doing it, so I don't need to. Somebody else is getting it done and somebody else is thriving in it, so maybe there's not a space for me. This is just one example. Then you can take other things socially, like how we look at a lot of the violence and a lot of the the hatred that takes place in the world around us, and that can easily make us want to give up, right? When you look at all of those things, you're like, man, like you start counting days. When is it my turn? Man, it's only a matter of time before this happens to me. Like and and we get into this very um, pessimistic way of thinking um, because of destruction that we see around us. This is so important because we've got to be very careful in attaching ourselves directly to things socially. I'm going to say that one more time. We've got to be very, very careful in attaching ourselves to things that we see socially. Just because you see it happening in the world around you does not mean that it has to happen to you. Remember, whether positive or negative or what seems to be positive, that can really be a negative. It doesn't mean that it has to happen to you. So I think that it is so important for us to make sure that we are paying attention in these moments and times when it comes to a lot of the things that we see. Social destruction can easily lead us into a position where we wanna give up. And I wanna encourage you all today, as we talk about social destruction and being able to avoid it and being mindful of areas where things can be destroyed socially, we've got to start identifying areas in our lives that could potentially lead to what we call social 
destruction, right? And stay with me, guys, because this is a new concept that I just literally thought of the other night as I'm like getting my notes together and stuff. So I'm still playing around with it. But um, I think for most of us, we've got the gist just because of the fact that these are things that we have seen in our day to day lives um, and maybe just haven't known how to identify it. Maybe we haven't known how to properly like give it a title or a name or label it. But there are a few things that we've got to do. Right. Um, first and foremost, when you identify the area of destruction for your life and in this um in this specific conversation, when you identify the areas of social destruction, you can start to attack it properly. Um, scripture says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And one of the, the things that I notice when we talk about wanting to give up in life, um, and I don't necessarily even mean physically, like killing yourself or taking yourself out. I mean, just giving up on your dreams, on your goals, on the vision that it, God is giving you. Um, it is very easy for us to start falling for anything and for us to just start falling for the okie doke because of the fact that we have not taken the time to truly invest into identifying. And um, after we identify the destruction in our lives, being able to attack it properly, knowing its flaws, knowing its weaknesses, knowing everything about it that can help you to overcome it so that you don't have to succumb to the nonsense that is the social destruction in your life. Are there some areas of comparison? Are there some, because I mean, at the end of the day, when we talk about social destruction, a lot of giving up in that is going to come from some kind of comparison one way or another, right? Um, and so we've got to be very careful in not allowing comparison to become the killer for our lives and for our dreams and our goals, because we have gotten so caught up on what someone else is doing or how someone else is doing it or what's taking place. It's good to be informed on these things. But guys, the, the and this is the, the last point that I'm going to give you. What you do with the information that you receive after being informed is what's going to matter most. You control that narrative. You control those thoughts. You control those feelings. And so for many of us, a big part of this is us being able to get over ourselves. We have got to learn to get over us when it comes to, okay, I've identified um, what it is in me or what it is that hurts me. And now I've got to start figuring out how to move forward and not allowing this thing to crush me, not allowing this thing to put me in a space of dysfunction, because when dysfunction kicks in, um, it's only a matter of time before dysfunction starts turning to destruction and we feel like everything around us is going crazy. And so I want to encourage you all with this today um, as you go throughout this week and as we get this second week of April started. Are there some areas of social destruction or maybe dysfunction right now? Maybe it hasn't evolved into destruction yet, but are there some areas of dysfunction or destruction that need to not only be identified in your life, but then eradicated? Are there some areas of comparison that you have put yourself into, whether willingly or unwillingly, that you need to get out of? Um, are there some some things that you've got to kind of backtrack on now and identify these areas of 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 what you've witnessed socially and now you have kind of put the label on your life and you've given up or you've let go of the dream or you've dropped the vision because of the fact of what you've seen and you thought maybe you weren't good enough to get there or maybe that it wasn't for you or maybe that um just maybe that you're you don't you're a misfit you don't fit in 
Maybe that your thoughts aren't as unique as you thought they were. But what if they are? What if everything about you, no matter what someone else is doing or what you see, everything about you still makes you unique because there's nobody else exactly like you? That's what we've got to start sticking to. So as we go throughout this week, I don't want to prolong this. As we go throughout this week, let's start taking the time to identify the areas of social dysfunction and social destruction in our lives, whether from social media, from the media itself, from news outlets, from papers that we read, from magazines, from things that we see as we walk out on a day-to-day basis. Socially, when you are headed to work, when you are around family members and friends, what, what, what is it for you that you've got to identify? What is it socially that has kind of put you in a space where you are starting to second guess the dream and the goal and trying to figure out whether or not you actually want to get out of it? Guys, you're not losing in life. You're not failing. You are simply between the dream. What is between the dream? It's not just the title of this podcast. It's not just the title of a couple of books. Between the dream is a lifestyle. Between the dream is the point between your present moment and your promise, which I like to call the process. Between the dream is literally the process. When you embrace your process, you embrace your progress. And when you embrace your progress, you can walk into every promise, every purpose, and every plan meant for your life. Today, I want you to take some time to start embracing this process by identifying the areas socially that you've got to start correcting so that destruction does not take over your life and put you in a position to where you now feel like you need to give up. I love you all, and I want to see you win in everything you do. If you've got questions, you can definitely leave them here on the Anchor app, or you can email me, booking at richardtaylorjr.com. Um, personally, I would say Instagram is always the quickest, Jr. Um, on Instagram. You can definitely find me on there. Check out my website. There you will be able to find my books and more content and videos, richardtaylorjr.com. Um, I look forward to hearing from you all. I love you. I want to see you win in everything that you do. Until next time, peace.